everybody. Welcome to episode 155 of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. This is a little pre-show show, I guess, right? You know? El pre-show, el pre-show. Yeah. We went we're... back in time and shot the pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You know, we had the, the, the sports almanac, or more like the podcast almanac. So we're going back in time to talk about the show we did in the future. No, in mm -hmm. the past. Hey, I'm confused know. already, bro. I, I know, man. My head hurts. <laughs> I'm confused. So yeah, well, but we hey, we got Kevin, man. He's he's yeah. Back. What's Kevin up, Kevin? Uh, he he, you know, there you're you're in for a treat because yeah. we literally like Kevin does something in this episode that he points out to Bud that honestly he would I feel like he was shocked. And I think he was a little mad. I think he was like, "How dare you?" Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're <laughs> but right. You know what? But you know what? That's good. That's what our show's about. We need. We're the ones that we're. You know, we gotta. You know. Get it out, you know. We're the one you need to pick a little. So that's what we do. Yeah, and I, I thought that was amazing. So you're you're in for a treat for this episode. We brought back Bud. Uh, he had promised us originally from the show, uh, the first time we had him on, that you know, hey, you know, after the show is is there, you know, I'll come back. And I, you know what, I called him on it. I emailed, mm -hmm. and they said yes. Yeah. So this is what this episode is going to be about. With you know, it's it's all once again expedition back to the future. We get into some you know some details. Uh, they we learn a lot about the Deloreans. You know what? Um, I, I was like when I was watching outside my my uh, my wife about when I was uh, early two thousands. I'm still living at home and shit. Like you know, I was already in my twenties, graduated high school, still at home. You know, Latinos, we stay. Eh, no we problem. Stay, yeah, <laughs> we're saving money. We're saving money because we got kids coming. I started doing some because I've always loved the DeLorean. You know, I've always, I've always, that's my dream car. Like right. either a DeLorean or the DeLorean that's souped up like the Back mm -hmm. to the Future. And I remember I actually found like the website the that it still exists in Texas. So I was like, holy shit! Like there's still a factory. Like. What the mm -hmm. hell? So there I am. And then it showed right there where like you could actually start piecing your car together how you want it. You want it automatic. You want it, you know, manual. You want the, the trunk thing to put the spare, all this and that. And in the end, at that time, I'm saying like probably 0203, um, yeah. it was $32,000. And I remember I got all excited because I'm like, 32, that's not a lot. I go and start telling my mom, like, mom, you know, you, I could get a DeLorean. It only costs $32,000 and my mom's giving me this look like, but como caro, you're living in the house. How are you going to pay for a fucking car? <laughs> I, when I was in kiddo, when I was in high school, I wanted a DeLorean because of the movie. And there was one near a gas, in a gas station near me. And I remember looking it up. I used to be on the DeLorean message boards, DeLorean, like, yeah. email, and like, dude, back then, like, you know, like mid nineties, whatever, they were like a good DeLorean like a, obviously used, but a good one was like nineteen thousand dollars. Wow! It was like twenty thousand dollars, and I and it was right before they turned twenty because they think they turned twenty in two thousand one. Right. So people kept saying once they turn twenty or twenty five, they're oh, antiques God. and they're gonna skyrocket. And I remember thinking like, I want this car, but like there was no way my parents could buy it. And my dad, uh, bless soul, bought me a uh, a silver Mustang instead. Because he's like, well, you can't have a silver DeLorean, but I'm going to get you a sports car that's silver. Oh, and uh, yeah, so. That's cool. That's freaking cool. Like, and I remember once, it, I, it was like 2007, probably. Uh, like my uncles, like they have, you know, all my tios, they got the lowriders, the class, they buy them and they fix them up. All those classic like bombs and shit like that. And um, 
I was like, oh, I want to get an old car, classic car. So I started researching classic cars. But then I was like in those sites. I'm like, you know what? Let me type in DeLorean. Let's see what I find. And mm-hmm. I found one. No lie. Yes. It was a DeLorean. It worked everything. The guy was selling it for $1,400. Just a regular DeLorean. $1,400? Yeah. $1,400. $1, and I was like, holy shit. The only thing was it was way like, you know, I'm here I am in Covina, you know, fucking California. This thing this guy? Was, it, I don't know, like it was uh, somewhere in like probably like in the Midwest or whatever, and it's like basically oh, yeah. it's like it's gonna cost you more to get there. Yeah, exactly. So it was one of those where like you buy uh, the car, but you figure out how you want to pick it up. How you? I was like, God damn. I well, you like, guys, you guys know that there's a DeLorean DMC here in California, right? I used I, to know a guy who 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 I guess he probably still works there. I, I haven't talked to him in years, but I met him. The night, uh, the Dark Knight Returns premiered, uh, like the midnight screening. So, um, I used to do this thing. It was called Epic Life at my old church, and mm-hmm. it was like college age kids and shit, right? And he started going there. Well, the night we had, you know, it was always Thursday nights. I wanted to go see Batman, so I was in line. I was there, and at one point, I get a text from my buddy. He's like, "Hey, bro, come outside." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "You gotta <laughs> come outside." I was like, "All right." So I, I head outside and fucking right there, fucking the DeLorean, the, it, also, it was done back to the future replica pulls up and then he's like, get in the car. And then my buddy gets out, I get in and the guy and fuck, I forget his name, but do you ever remember that, that fake Tony Hawk hoverboard video, mm-hmm. the car that they used, that was, that was his car that he brought from mm-hmm. the DeLorean garden Grove or wherever the hell it's at. It's mm-hmm. in Orange County. Yeah. yeah. It was in, and, yeah, I think it was in Anaheim or Huntington Beach or something. Yeah, something like that. Like that. And he, he drove me around and everybody in line, you know, when you actually actually wait in line for the theater, they're all like yeah. watching me and I'm like, ah, like all happy. He's like driving me around. I was like, oh, that's cool. Then he ended up adding me on Facebook and he would post stuff. And that's when like he mentioned like uh, the, 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 the hoverboard video. And he's like, yeah, I was the one that brought the car to them so they could use and this yeah. and that. But, you know, I, I because... I never really kept in touch with him because I never really got to meet him, meet him. So it's just like, I lost, I lost mm-hmm. touch with the guy, but yeah, like uh, that's how I knew there was a, a factory because he worked there and I was like, dude, that's so cool. So I got to ride around and went get driven around and all that shit. So that was cool. Yeah. So there's actually a DMC factory here in LA. Yeah. It's, well, it's not a factory. It's I like mean, a, uh, it's a private, you know, it's a, a it's center. A, yeah. A center. So like the same one we see in the show, the Houston one, the Houston right. one is the main one. Okay. There isn't, there's, a, there's satellite ones in Florida. There used to be one near where I live. There's one here and there's one up in like Portland or in like right. Oregon or, or Washington. So yeah. there's like four across the country, like DMC Midwest, DMC Florida, yeah. DMC California. So yeah. So for collectors, like, that's a good thing. Like if I wanted the DeLorean, I can go and say, hey, man, how much would this cost? And I want this DeLorean and they'll custom yeah. it for me. No, well, what they do is they have DeLoreans and I could, I, my information. The skeletons, correct. Like, like no, skeletons. No, 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 no. They have DeLoreans that they sell and they also have parts so that if you already have a DeLorean and your DeLorean breaks, uh, you can go there and buy a new door or a new whatever. Oh, I see. Yeah. They don't necessarily build them per se, but what they, what happened is a couple of years ago, there's been all these rumors for the last like 15 years that they were going to start building new DeLoreans. And what it right. really was, was they were going to start putting together the parts of the DeLoreans and building new ones. And the reason they were doing that was because they passed a law in California, I think, or I don't know where, I think it's a federal law actually, 
that was going to allow small companies to make to make small amount of cars. Up to okay. that point, you couldn't just make, and also they were going to allow companies to make like remake older cars and sell them as small batch, essentially kind of like microbreweries. But interesting, interesting. So, so that's what DMC uh, has been trying to do for the last like decade is like. Right. We want to take these extra parts that we have. We have a thousand, you know, if you watch the show, there's a thousand yeah. doors. What are we going to do with all these doors? We can build new ones. Right. They just legally weren't allowed to build new cars, but they could repair new cars and stuff like that or sell old cars with repaired parts. Um, so maybe in the future, they'll have, they'll start selling the new ones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's in Huntington Beach. I just looked. So yeah. okay. Huntington Beach, California is the, the factory. I'm take a field trip. Yeah. That'd well, be freaking cool. I know. I know the, uh, owner for the 80s nightclub here in LA. He's got like four of them now. He started in in uh, Bellflower with one. So, and I've seen the DeLorean at his nightclubs because it attracts, it's a whole, you know, 80s nostalgia that, that what he's yeah, bringing. Of course. So it's fun to see, you know, he, he brings the, out- That 80s bar, right? Yeah, the '80s bar, that okay. '80s bar, and the club, club '80s. 80s, yeah. Yeah, they're all they're all his. I, I literally have one right down the street from right my house. Like no lie, it's right here. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the the that one, the because because we had them on the show because mm-hmm. that's how I met Freddie. They had an '80s prom at, at the one in Bellflower. They had yeah. an '80s prom, and yeah. we met Freddie there. And then you, you the, but we had them on the show too to promote mm-hmm. the prom. And they invited us to the one. And I'm like, dude, it's right down the street. I see it all the time. And that 80s bar right here. I mean, I call it Pomona, but they they list it as in it's in Montclair. So Yeah, Montclair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I've actually performed there. So it's cool to see that car. And, you know, especially at the big events when there's a concert, you, they come out and you see these cars there. And- yeah. Look, you, you have the A-Team van. You got, you know, the Knight Rider, the Michael Knight's car. Like you mm-hmm. got the Dukes of Hazards, the the Ghostbusters. Oh, the Ghost... the one well, no, no, the Dukes of General Hazzards. Lee. There you go. General, General Lee. Lee. You got the Ecto One. You have all these like screen recognizable cars, like that. That, but I honestly believe, like, I mean, I'm I'm biased because I love Back to the Future. That I feel the one that's the top out of all of those has to be the DeLorean. Yeah. Like I. Don't, and I'll tell I... you why. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you why it's the top one to me, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, he agrees. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. No, no, it's because um, number one, it's such an important part of the movie. Like, listen, Ghostbusters could exist without the Ecto One. Knight Rider can't. The A Team can exist without their van. The, uh, I mean, I guess who's, who's Dukes of Hazard can't exist without the car. Whatever. But the point is, is that it's such an integral part of the movie. But also, you take somebody who's never seen these movies and you show them a time machine DeLorean, DeLorean and they're still going to think it's cool. Like they don't have to watch the movies yeah. to see how cool the this car is by itself. Like if you show somebody yeah. who's never seen Ghostbusters, if you show them back to one, they're not going to get it. They're going to be like, well, yeah, what is that's that? True. If you show somebody a time machine DeLorean, they're not going to understand what it is, but they're going to still think it's cool. They're going to be like, yeah. that's a cool looking car, you know? You know, it's fascinating about that car because if you were talking about the documentary about DeLorean, I mean, this guy was, Mm -hmm. and the reason why he got involved, he got kind of just tricked with the FBI and Mm -hmm. DEA and everybody because he just made some bad decisions and Mm -hmm. needed money to continue with DeLorean because DeLorean, what the plant was out in um, somewhere, Ireland, Ireland. Yeah. they hire a bunch of people who were, well, yeah, they're good workers. The locals, they, the locals. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't know how to put a car together. So there was all these faulty things. So, I mean, it just cost a lot of money. And I'm not saying that, you know, hey, man, hey, I'm low on cash, drugs, okay. 
no. <laughs> but just how ballsy he was to do that. And only that, his wife, his wife was a famous actress yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. in the 80s, and she needed to bail out of his life too. So yeah. it's it's sad, it's 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 a it's a interesting story of this car that's just so monumental when it comes to this movie, but also it's mm-hmm. got it's it's, it has its own life too. It's got its own life. And that's why I love the DeLorean because it's such a, a beautiful futuristic car in my eyes, but it's also got some heartache stories behind it just to survive and for us to see it. So I'm very happy that these places like these DMC and these mm-hmm. people who, who are passionate to keep the, the DeLorean alive for our generation and generations to come. I mean, that's just exciting. That's why I liked watching this, uh, ep- this uh, series yeah. episode. Because I got to leave, really, really find out the back end of this. You know, we all know about the, you know, the movie and all that. But about yeah, there's people out there who collect these things, and wow. Yeah. Well, for me, like I think that's what I was trying to tell Bud. But for me, like, um, like I knew all this. Like I don't think the, the show taught me anything I didn't know. Right. But to me, it was a big deal that, a sh- uh, like a network like Discovery would make this. Because they've done other stuff like this, and it's always been documentaries. But like, how Back to Future got made? It got rejected forty times. Oh, like Eric Stoll. It's like, oh, <laughs> but this is like really. This is like really, really. The stuff they did on the show was really, really, really nerd, like hardcore nerd stuff. Yeah. Like, like that really, really nerdy, nerdy, nerdy stuff yeah, that yeah, then yeah. they put on Discovery Channel or Discovery right. Plus for like moms and dads in Midwest America to watch. And now they're all going to know the story. And I'm, I'm, I kind of like that. I like the fact that like the stuff that for the last 30 years I've been obsessing about is becoming more like known in the mainstream, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Get to share it now with, you know, these mm-hmm. documentaries. With new people. With new like people. I, I listened to this podcast episode because I was wanting to research the whole Johnny Carson thing. Like that's the one thing like, like, I mean, they left out like, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really important to like, right, if we leave it out, we leave it out. But knowing that Johnny Carson was one that invested in the in the company in the DeLorean, like oh, he had right. he had he believed he had faith yeah. in it, so yeah. he was one of the first people to receive a car. And I know he mentioned the last episode where it's like like the, who someone who owns the Johnny Carson car. The, that's, the that's, Shays, the Shays, oh, that's them. And then they sold it recently. Yeah, but they okay. Used to so own that means who, I, maybe it had to be the dad because the voice sounded old. That's who they were talking to in that episode and he he starts telling the whole story about johnny carson being involved and how the car breaks down and they give him another one and that one breaks down and there's there's this cool episode of andy griffith um andy griffith episode don knotts he's in the is in this episode he he buys a delorean he gets a delorean and and andy griffith you know he lives across the street no not andy griffith fucking matlock whatever the the the, where he's a oh yeah yeah And he sees him and he's like, always like, oh, I'm cool. Like, yeah, I got my cool car. (laughs) And okay. And every day he sees him at night getting uh, towed the DeLorean into the driveway. And every day he sees him again. He's about to take off and it's being towed. At one point, uh, this character, Don Knotts character, goes to the dealership while they're filming a commercial and crashes the car. And he's like, you sold me a lemon. So it's Matlock having to, is it Matlock? I don't know if it's Matlock. Yeah, Matlock, the lawyer. Yeah, he has to defend him about this car. But I never finished the episode because I had to go to work. But it was years ago I saw this episode. And it's all about him buying a DeLorean. And it was all filmed in the back lot of Universal because the whole house is and everything. And I always mm-hmm. thought that was like, kind of cool. But, um, yeah. yeah, this episode that we have in store for you, uh, you know, we bring back Bud. What is it? Bud Brusman. He's back. He's going to give us, you know, a lot of 
insight to this show. We got some questions. Like I said, Kevin does have like a little surprise for the guy. Uh, just hear his reaction. You know, I'm going to post that as a video clip. I got to. I got to because his expression <laughs> was hilarious. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode that we have in store. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. Oh, I never did Song of the Week. Uh, I didn't, Shit, I don't have Song of the Week. I'll, I'll, I'll add it in later. But <laughs> stick around. At the end of the episode, I'll include the Song of the Week. So yeah, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So enjoy this episode. Now let's fire up those time circuits. <laughs> Set it to 2020 because today we're traveling back in time to revisit the making of Expedition Back to the Future. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Freddy Morales, ¿cómo están todos? How are you? And once again, <laughs> we are joined by our friend, Mr. Kevin, right here, Mr. Yeah. Aficionado when it comes Hello. to back, everything back to the future. He is back to join us because we, uh, just as promised on our last special expedition back to the future episode, Bud had promised that after the show aired, he would return and he would answer any questions that we had because seriously, the fans do have questions. The groups, uh, we put it out there and the groups have been asking after watching it. So there are stuff. So we welcome back Mr. Bud right here to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Welcome, Bud. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. It was a little nerve wracking because I didn't, I didn't really, you know, when we first talked, it was like a couple days before premiere. Yeah. And I was a little concerned that we were going to get absolutely slaughtered by all the groups and stuff like that. But um, or maybe it's just my, my mental filter, right, from, from the <laughs> dating app. You just kind of read the good comments. So uh, I was just reading all the good comments and uh, so far so good. It's been you know, pretty well received. I'm sure there's probably mm -hmm. some, some stuff going on, but uh, yeah, I'm here to hopefully answer all your questions as much, as many as I can. And, and wait a minute, first of all, in order, right? What did you guys think of the series? Right, I so enjoyed it. I'm just Freddie. I just like you, there were so many questions answered. There were, I love the locations. I mean, I loved everything. I mean, they put a big smile. Every episode put a big smile on my face. How about a shitty week? And I would just, you know, save it because, you know, like I share a room and she wants to see her shows. And, you know, so I'm like, but I enjoyed it. I I really, bravo to you. I mean, just, I mean, it's, you know, big smile, man. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. And that's, that's what I'm saying is like this thing, this brought back so many memories it made me feel like a kid and the ending was just epic man that just man well the ending for us i mean kevin what'd you think i thought i really liked it i saw it last night finally um because i didn't have the discovery plus and i when i was house sitting my cousin's dog and he had discovery plus and i finally got onto watching it and i really loved it i think that it is different from other 
like Back to the Future documentaries because they usually just, those documentaries usually just tell the story of the movie. This is how the movie was made. And yours told the story of the car, but also a little bit of like what the fandom is. And I love the structure, the story structure you use, the idea of like, we have to find the cars and by way of trying to find them, you told us what happened to every single one, which honestly, there's some stuff in there that I, it was new to me. Um, and then also, you know, you went to the DeLorean place and told a story about that. And then I love the fact that the resolution is that they had to build a replica because such a big part of, for us, for the fans, are the replicas. We love the replicas. We love going to the conventions and seeing them and sitting in them. We get to be part of it. So seeing a little bit more detailed uh, kind of like dramatization of how the car is built. I think as a fan, I really enjoyed it, but I also like the fact that like non-fans can watch it. And I was just telling my friend this, that I could sit here and explain to her where all the seven DeLoreans are and I can bore her or she can watch the show and she can be like thoroughly entertained and learn the stories that I have learned over the years. So I, I actually really enjoyed it on a bunch of different levels. Well, before we get to Kevin, I mean, that, that is part of the, you know, producing is, is being able to storytell, right? And, and, mm -hmm. and this one is, is deal with the hardcore fans who wear the goofy Hawaiian shirts with horses <laughs> and, and trains, right? To, to, you know, service that, but also service someone who's never been a fan before. And mm -hmm. also, you know, even the younger generation, like my son and everybody who watches this thing is like, now they want to go back and watch the movie, right? So um, I had a, a weird experience this weekend. Was it this weekend? I guess it was, yeah, in the Saturday morning. So everybody's been watching it. So uh, Back to the Future was at the drive-in in Santa Monica. So I took a group of kids mm -hmm. to go watch Back to the Future at the drive-in and the kids, and they're all like 10, 13, 10, 12, 13 years old. They're like, this is the best movie. And these little 12 year old kids are telling me it's the greatest movie I've ever wow, seen. I'm just, cool. I'm just laughing at it. So Santos, yeah. what'd you think of the series? I, I honestly, I loved it, man. Like the one thing that I, that really stuck out to me is like, it just looked like Chris Lloyd was having so much fun. Like it, it, it like that's what I like the whole like little storyline that you had in between where the narration was happening and then you would see that little like it just seemed like so much fun and entertaining like I like I like seeing that and and yeah of course every time like there'd be these little jokes or like lines that are obviously switched but they're pulling from the first film so it's kind of like those are like kind of for the fans where you're like like it, it little thing instances like that like make make me happy like when there's a part where they mention is like where Doc, I mean Doc, uh, Chris Lloyd, he mentions like, oh, maybe we should just do a replica. And then Josh is like, wait, what would you say? And then he said, maybe we should make a replica. It's like very much from part two, where he's like, maybe I should have put a little bit on the cubbies, made it look. He's like, wait, what'd you say? He's like, I said yeah. I should have been like it's those little lines that you switch them, and that's like fun for like the like the heart that know the line, the dialogue. But then there's other stuff that like, you know, my wife was watching it with me and she was entertained. And that's what I like, like this thing, as Kevin pointed out, it's perfect for the average, you know, viewer fan, but for those diehard fans, like it, it gives you, it, it explains it, but in such an entertaining way, it's like so well done. Like I, I, I wish there was way more. That's what I love about it. And then, you know, so it's, it's, well, it's so. let's, Let's figure that out. I hope I can do that. I mean, I do have to take a page out of Bob Gale's book, right? A little bit uh, as I've taken almost his entire book at this point. But, you know, there is a, a big group of story producers and producers and, and uh, cinematographers and other producers who worked on the show with us, right? Including Bob Gale, who we, we tried to figure out how to tell the story. So I was going to give you some really good insight, uh, some inside baseball, which is really interesting is 
So dealing, you said Christopher Lloyd had fun, right? This is why I wanted to come back on because there's so many stories from the, from the set. And I'll just tell you one real quick and we'll get us started. Is, uh, you know, Christopher Lloyd, he, he, from the very beginning, he's like, and he kept saying it to me and he kept saying it to me. And I'm like, and it's so hard. And everybody's going to think I'm not bagging on Chris Lloyd. I love him. I mean, love, love, love him. Love his wife, love him as a person. He was like, he'd always come to me. He goes, you know, I'm an actor. Like, yeah, yeah, Chris, I know you're an actor. He's like, okay. As long as you know I'm an actor. Okay, great. And he kept saying it to me. And then he's like, I, I do better if I pair a play a character, right? And this is this hard thing that we're involved in. And this is me again. Please do not kill me because I'm, I'm not talking shit about Christopher Lloyd. So Christopher Lloyd wanted to play a character. And here's our dilemma. And this is a very interesting for hmm. our, our universe, right? The Back to the Future universe, right? It's like Christopher Lloyd, the actor, has kind of morphed into doc brown right so we're like yeah you're kind of like we had to explain to you you're kind of playing an older actor who used to play an older scientist and now that doc brown and crystal order won but you're intrigued so it was weird kind of like <laughs> you're kind of playing yourself and he's like yeah he would tell what we say he's like i don't want to play myself like no you're playing like an older version of doc brown who but you're really christopher lloyd yeah but then i'm playing myself yeah, you kind of are, but you're not, you're not playing Doc Brown, you're playing yourself. So you've got to be natural in this. So it took him a while before he kind of got into this exact, because as you people pointed out, you make Chris Lloyd, he's very reserved, very, you know, he's got a very calm demeanor about him. And it took him a while, like you're on your Christopher Lloyd, the actor who once played Doc Brown, which is actually really what you are in real life. And you're on this adventure with, with Josh Gates, who's a huge back. And then they got into it. And then 90% of what you see, other than the act structure, which we figured out, was just those two. Like all the stuff in the car is all them, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Had to get you to point A to point B, but right. they're just playing around, playing like Marty and Doc Brown. And you really, you really kept that crappy shirt. And like <laughs> most of that was literally just like we had him in the camera vehicle driving from point one, you know, point one to two or point a to b and they just start saying stuff and we ended up using wow. so much of that that's cool. and it's really josh was such a good quarterback and he is such a great like a host and he knows how to keep it going so i'm like they just started talking we're like roll camera roll camera the director uh who happened to be in the car our um one of our producers was in the, in the car and our dp or director of photography was like we should roll on this stuff because <laughs> they were just in there just bantering back and forth it was so great honestly yeah Josh was could, great. Josh yeah. was great with Christopher. I mean, it's like, I, that's one thing I did enjoy the chemistry beat. You know, I like that part when they're like in the car and they're like saying, Marty, Marty. <laughs> I, 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 I ended up doing that the other day. My girlfriend's like, stop saying that. You know, it's like, it's just, it's just practicing my Marty, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just awesome to see both of them. And that's what kept me so interesting to see their, their uh, chemistry just build throughout the, the episodes and uh, it was very joyful to see them together and that's one thing too having fun it was fun to see them have fun discovering all these pieces I mean it was just uh, awesome to also even get to see the history of these cars and how you put these together I mean it, I, and thanks a lot for this because this is a gift for the fans I mean this is I can show this to my nephews you know I'd say check this out you know and, and yeah and they're asking you why do you do a yeah. podcast on a movie you're like here watch the movie exactly exactly <laughs> watch so the movie then you'll understand yeah but yeah. a lot of it a lot of it was fan fan driven I'll give you an example right I mean almost all of it is fan driven right they once they got into it, once we explain what we're doing like the shays 
when we went to Boston, legitimately, keep in mind, we filmed this whole thing during the pandemic, which was crazy. Wow. But it was a Shay's idea. They're like, hey, we're just going to leave a car at the airport for you and you can drive a car. We're like, and obviously we, we knew it was the Packard, right? But we didn't tell Chris and Josh. They left a car. They'd left a car for you at the end and they'll show up and it says Docs 49 on license plate. You're like, <laughs> you get to drive the car. And then yeah. that, that begets the conversation of like, the last time you were in this car was this. Like, yeah. this was your car. What do you think? <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, that was that's awesome to know about that. That they didn't, you knew, but they didn't know. So you got that on film. Their actual reaction toward. I mean, it was good, good to see that that car back on. It's like, wow, that car still exists. Yeah, <laughs> it still exists. They have it. I mean, a lot of that. A lot yeah. of these happy accidents, but it really has to do with like when we got Leah Thompson. She agreed to be on the show. She was asking like, um, hey, we're all, we're we're on the kind of on the search for these unused these these screen used DeLoreans. Do you have anything from the show? She she said, let me think about it. Her agent called back says she's actually got the prom dress. Do you want her to bring it? That, like, that was oh, cool. Oh my god! And then Josh's reaction, which by the way, this is a very <laughs> funny. I think Josh's reaction, um, which seemed a little weird, but it wasn't we cut it out like three times and i ended up putting it back in because it was so genuine it's like oh my god put it on which is so <laughs> <Yeah>. bad <laughs> he was like oh put it on never mind but it was like a, he just said that she's like oh wait a minute i found it she pulls out the prom yeah. dress she showed up to set and was like i have the prom dress wow. and we're like all that stuff just started to happen as we're like hey want you to this and then obviously i would i would bounce the scenes and our outlines off to bob gale I was like what do you think about this like we should think about this or call this guy and bring this together it's just it was just awesome that's one thing too about also i live here in la i didn't know these cars were around where i live i mean you got the hollywood uh, oh it's Hollywood. yeah there's two of them right there. yeah and then and then the uh the uh peterson uh, peterson peterson yep. i'm gonna go they, and yeah. that out I mean, now I'm excited because I'm like, wow, I had no idea. I've never been in that museum in Hollywood, never. And now no. I'm curious to go mm -hmm. and check it out. I mean, that's cool because even Dude, the, the locals. They have yeah, they have everything there. It's everything. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All of Bob Gill's notes, they have all the props, all that. the real stuff. I mean, all the big stuff. I mean, anything that's not there happens to be in Boston with, with the Shays because they got all the rest of it. Those guys I are incredible. But yeah, do you I, I have a question about the Max Factor real quick. Sorry, Kevin, I cut you off. No, Is, me too. Is is um Chris Lloyd? They 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 point out the was it the three headed monster from Desi yeah. Arnaz, and it looks like he breaks it, like and he walks away. What <laughs> like did you guys build a replica so he could break, or did he really make? Because <laughs> also the remote he right. breaks like so. Were you guys yeah. using the actual? I want to know what's behind yeah. the scenes on that. Are those replicas so he could break them on purpose, or did, was know. it an accidental and you left that in? No, it was a big character development thing. It was like we had we had to have him as this kind of uh, I don't know why it was just done that way. It's like, okay, every once in a while we're gonna have you drop stuff or we're gonna have you kind of fiddle with stuff. No, the remote mm -hmm. was it was was a was a stunt remote we had that he was able to break off and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It's a part of his character development, right? Yeah, that's perfect. Doing that stuff. So he didn't he did not break the three-headed monster. And by the way, as as he always wanted to, and it's part of him getting into character, like because it's, it's always all like and it makes him more interesting right he's got to go to the bathroom all the time he, he yeah phone thing and he really went for it i i, I hate to say because he's not like that in regular life i text with him all the time um but yeah he was like in what button do i push and even at the end when he when they got in a big fight and he's pushing those buttons like here i'm gonna i'm gonna text you the address yeah i thought that was the best joke <laughs> that made me laugh <laughs> 
there was a lot of jokes like that, you know, because we we all deal with our parents that are that are in that realm, and then they don't, exactly, yeah, and their technology kind of escapes them. Like, what button do I push? Which is always a kind of a generational uh, fun thing, which we had to kind of put in there for those guys. But no, he, he really never broke. No props were harmed in the making of this. All right, all right, oh, okay. Because I was like, That's, oh my god, I, gotta... <laughs> I really like the. Uh, I do like that idea of him his his character in this being kind of clumsy and because he's the opposite of Doc Brown. Like Doc Brown is frantic, but he's careful. But also I like the idea that to Chris, he played this character. He's held these things, like he's held that remote. It's not a big deal for him. So of course he might break it if he picked it up. Um, so I really like that. I like the idea that like to the rest of us, we're like, oh my God. And to him, he's like, yeah, yeah, I held this before. Like, oops. <laughs> um, so I really, really did appreciate that. Um, and I wanted to ask you, and I, I do like that. I like the, the fictionalization of him as a character. And I wanted to ask you about the kind of the conceit, the premise of introducing like a Doc Brown character at the beginning, uh, like Doc Brown shows up, not Chris, but Doc Brown to give Josh his, his mission. Um, how did that come about when, like when did, I, I like it because it, from the beginning it sets it up that this is true, a true events that are happening, but it's also fictionalized and dramatized. Um, yeah, there's a line. So I, I we we touched on this before, which is one of the one of the uh, the reasons why I wanted to come back, right? So because we touched on this before, is we sat for a couple of weeks, you know, kind of conceptualizing stuff, uh, even with the network people involved, and, and it got it got really out of control when it comes to time travel, right? And in for order us in for us in order for us to do a, a real kind of follow doc and adventure and have these guys go on this adventure, it has to kind of be based in reality but then still go on this unbelievable journey and have some of those magical moments that Back to the Future fans want, right? Like the disappearing newspaper. Obviously that was a, a ridiculous homage uh, that mm -hmm. Bob let us kind of play off of, right? That, you know, the newspaper is disappearing and we have to find this car. So that that gave us that, that, that point of reality throughout. And then from the very minute that I created the show, I always wanted to have Doc Brown show up and give him the mission, right? So we get, and by the way, it was never supposed to happen. Uh, and I was told, you know, Christopher Lloyd and these guys can all do this, but you can't, you can't play any of the characters, you know, because Universal oh. won't let you do it. You're like, oh, they yeah. won't let you, oh, you wow. can have, you can have Biff, you can have anybody you want, but you can't play the characters. So, um, and then it, it evolved and then instead of a DeLorean, because we don't want to, we don't want to blow the, blow the theme of a DeLorean. Okay, let's get a Tesla and let's dress up the Tesla. Oh, okay. So I remember I sent that, I sent that outline to Bob Gale. Like, we kind of want to open like this because here's, here's a couple of reasons. It, it, we opened it like an expedition unknown because everybody knows Josh Case and he's yeah. on this, this journey. And all of a sudden in the middle of that, as you saw the series, yeah. he, he gets interrupted by this time travel. He's even blown away by it. So you have that moment. And I'm like the most famous character in Back to the Future is Doc Brown, arguably. We can argue about that later. And he shows up, puts him on this unbelievable mission. And then it gets us out of time travel. Like you can't, you can't time travel anymore. It's going to screw up the space-time continuum. So go on this mission. Go find this older gentleman because he kind of didn't know who, who, he, who he really was or whatever. And then go find this car, like setting him off on the mission, right? Um, and I wrote that scene just because I wanted to get into time travel, have time travel in it. I wanted to be mm -hmm. able to do the special effect a couple times. I right. didn't want to do it 65 times. Right. I wanted to get it in there, set people, because you're it's about a minute and a half before you get to that. And then you're like, just the way we pulled it off, right? Mm -hmm. Josh pulled it off, Doc pulled it off, or uh, you know, Chris 
pulled it off. Special effects were pretty good. The sound effects were good. The, t- the tracks were really good. And our opening scene, you're like, okay, this is going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think that's the way when I wrote that, I was like, I really think this, this scene could be really something special on this dirt road or on this, uh, this, this uh, you know, desert road out in the middle of nowhere. And what's interesting is that, um, there was another, this is this to me, there's a bunch of Indiana Jones kind of things in there. But uh, when, when Josh Gates meets Doc Brown for the first time in his house, he says this thing. And I think he does it just as a jab at me, right? He's like, I know this seems crazy and a real convenient present premise, but we got to do this, 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 and this. He ad-libbed that. He was like, he just kind of was making fun of us. He's like, you know, oh. this is kind of a convenient premise, but go with it anyhow, because- yeah. <laughs> He wanted it. He, and then we did it many, many times, even like stopping, like, Hey, just go with it. I know this seems kind of crazy, but it really gave us a, a way into the story and, and just kind of jumped in there without having to go back to time travel every single time. It's just like right. go on this regular journey and a lot of stuff, travel planes and go to different locations with that. Cause otherwise you're just bouncing around in the time machine and we didn't want to do that. We wanted to kind of like go on this journey together. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a long way to say that that's how that opening scene got, got made. The, I it was all right. It, in the previous episode, you mentioned there was a certain car that you wanted to use, and you had to ask Bob Gale if it was okay because the joke. He's like, "Oh, I love that. Go with it." Was it when they were in Texas? Is that the car you're referring to? No, I was referring to the Tesla. And here's why. Oh, okay. Uh, here's why. So I I left that part out. So Bob Gale, when I talked to him, I, when I sat down with Universal and the attorneys at Universal, they're like, tell me the, the lay of the land and then 10 things that Bob Gale hates, right? I, he hates this and he won't do this and he's turned down this. and wow. He's turned down any, and this is just important information, any endorsement where, or anything that looks like the characters of Back to the Future or endorsing a product, he turns it down. Oh. It doesn't matter if it's, if, you know, the Back to the Future characters come out of nowhere and they're doing Doritos and it's $10 million, he says no. My characters do not promote product. So I was really concerned that he was thought this was going to be like a promotion of Tesla. Yeah, so I yeah. sent him that. I'm like, A, I want, I want to use Doc Brown for 30 seconds, right? Will he let me do that? And will Chris play him? Because I'm not sure if Chris will even play him. Because he really was. It. And then the other thing is we're driving a Tesla, right? Can we, can we drive a Tesla? You know how he <laughs> feels about Mustangs when they invited him to do Mustangs. So we sent it to him and he's like, Hey, this is really cool. And then he gave me like a uh, Bob is Bob is crazy, by the way. Um, he gave me like two pages of notes. Like he was like, I would do this. I would try this. Like he had notes on everything. We're like, but he didn't say no. Right. As soon as he's like, he didn't say help. Cause what the lawyer at universal lead, led me to believe is if, if it's any kind of implied endorsement, like to Tesla, who's a modern day car company cranking is right. out there. And they don't do product placement. They don't do anything. And all of a sudden I'm dropping them in there. And then we had the firmware update turning into a time machine, which was a great joke written by someone on the staff. Uh, um, but Bob loved it. He was like, yeah, this is great. Let's go for it. And then you'll laugh about this. Another inside thing. And like a week, eh, two weeks before we started production, I came in and that whole treatment was rewritten by someone in my office. And we had Josh Gates showing up, giving the kind of giving the mission to a another version of josh gates and i'm like what no. and I, I was like i was i was pissed because i'm like i thank god i won but i was frantically mad at everybody i'm like wait a minute josh gates can't josh gates is not a time traveler 
Doc Brown's a time traveler. We have an opportunity to use Doc Brown one time and I got it approved by Bob Gale. We're not going to mess that up. Mm -hmm. And then as I talked to you guys earlier, they, they're like, well, here's the five reasons why, I don't know, in science fiction land, it doesn't work. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what any of that means and I don't give a rat's ass. Like we have an opportunity to use these, these cool things and Doc Brown's going to show up and it makes sense. He disappears. Yeah, and obviously it worked because he appeared. Then we rewrote at the end, and we said, "Okay, well, maybe Doc Brown appears at the end and gives a wink and stuff like that." So it was kind of cool. Takes a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 of the people I've talked to, nobody, none of the fans seem to have an issue with that opening scene. They all think it's fun. Like, if anybody had a concern that fans were not going to like that for some reason, no, people thought you know that that's not one of the things. Yeah. Well, I did have some people that were really in in the. In, and now we were obviously I was very nervous that we were going to be accepted and something. Anytime you touch something that's so sacred, you try to build on it and, and add some characters, not add characters, but like play on it. But I was I was told something early on that stuck with me. It's like when you're doing fan fiction, right? There's a lot of leeway. Like you can mm -hmm. characters can pop out of nowhere. You can make fun of this. This person can have extra powers. It's fan fiction. The, you know, the, the fans know it's not like yeah. this is more, more, more comic book stuff, right? You know, Superman doesn't do that. They're not gonna bag on you if it's fan fiction. So yeah. we really do fan service fan fiction, <clears throat> you know, hide. And I, you guys probably didn't see all the Easter eggs because there are hundreds of Easter eggs. As, as Santos said, there's lines, um, there's winks, there's business card, there's photos. There's, it just, there's stuff everywhere that we placed everywhere. Yeah. Did, 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 how many things were in, let me ask you guys a question. How many things were in the, when they arrived in, in Boston at the airport, how many things were in that shot? Oh, well, I saw, I saw the Cafe 80 shirt. Yeah, the um, Cafe 80 shirt, in which in one of the groups, the guy is like, oh, I'm so glad they got to use me. So he was pointing out that that was him. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, he had the Cafe 80s. Um, Christ, that's the only thing I really caught was the Cafe 80s. Was there. Yeah, I didn't so there was that. There was also the, the futuristic hat, that iridescent hat was on one of the guys. Oh, yes, yes. There was a case of plutonium walking in the back. I, I didn't actually, catch that. Damn it. it, went back, I it went, but we had a guy carrying luggage at the airport going back and forth. Like, oh, that's oh, cool. Wow. <laughs> you know, the one, the one that I noticed, because I, I was noticing, because, I you know, I kind of like space out and I wasn't noticing anything, but I started noticing again when they were at the... Um, that might be the weed, though, by the way. <laughs> I was on was, that. That's a... <laughs> at the at the. Uh, at How the... else can you dog sit and watch TV if you're not? I know, right? oh, exactly. Good sativa would do it right. <laughs> What's at the, the parts at the parts place? You see the you're fired. You see the the cat clock. Yep. But I think yep. the one that almost escaped me, but I own one of these is when they're um with with the the churro guy. Yeah. Uh, and then right behind them, somebody walks by with Marty's camera. Yep, Marty's camera. But it's there. almost it's almost out of focus. But I'm like, it's the right color, and I'm like, I'm, I remembered. I was like, I'm gonna mention it because everyone's like, barely there. But yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a couple things in that scene where people mm -hmm. just walk around and, and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, at the at the Apex Parts place, we had the "You're Fired" all printed out, and then mm -hmm. the cat clock we just kind of stuffed there. I mean, there's stuff like that hidden everywhere. We had See, a prop guy who just laying stuff everywhere. It's perfect yeah, yeah. for repeat viewing yes. because now that I've watched it and I paid attention to the story, the dialogue. Now I'm going to go back and not pay attention to any of that and just be watching the background because I want to catch all yeah, these little too. things. Like when you mentioned in the airport, the guy with the platoon, I was like, I, I don't remember that at all. So and I, cool remember, because... I remember noticing the shirt and being like, oh, that's a thing. There's going to be strikes. I remembered. And I remember like trying to pay attention from that point <laughs> forward being like, so like the fact that there's things in that shot or in that scene that I missed, 
yeah, I have to go back and watch it. And then, yeah. but I have, there actually is another Easter egg in the in the show that you might not know about. Me personally, might know about. Yes. What? Yeah, what? what is it? It's a me. It's a me uh, Easter egg. Um, so the I, I'm friends with the guy who made the the newspaper. Right. So when uh, the 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 part when the newspaper turns into uh, the weather forecast and there's a map right. of Hill Valley, he named a bunch of the towns around Hill Valley after other fans that he knows, and one of them is Bosch Town. <laughs> That's what? cool. You're in there. It's Bosch Town. Is that what it is? Oh yeah. <laughs> we have right. look. Oh, he's showing Bosch Town. And that that. <laughs> Oh, and man. that's Ke- yeah, that's Kevin's last name. That's my last name. But that yeah, the 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 guy who and the, who made these newspapers for you guys, he makes newspapers like this for for fan he's events awesome. and stuff. Yeah, he's amazing. Can you bring me the newspaper? He's oh wow, he's calling. that's the power, man. That that's the power of Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, Bud is on the phone. I didn't even right know now asking for the newspaper to bring him the news. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a DeLorean. He's got a DeLorean in his garage, bro. Come on. Yeah. I have Michael's DeLorean, by the way. That's which, the one, way, dude. Oh my God. Dude. Oh, that's that, the one so, at the so, end. so that DeLorean that we saw, that beauty is in your garage right now. Was, yeah, yeah, right oh man. So the wow. end car, the one at the end is yes. that, that. Oh wow, that's wow. awesome. Because I was wondering, was, like, which one is this, or was that just like you had a replica? Of I had home? a feeling. I had a feeling it was. I was like, man, I know that's the car that he's got in this garage. That's got to be. No, that's uh, it's Michael's car. Because yeah, when we, Michael's, we, there was a bunch of stuff that we did. But when I called them, I said, hey, you know, we we're gonna we're gonna give this car to you. Where do you want it? And they're like, we have no place to put a DeLorean. I'm like, wow. Okay, well, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to Michael. We're gonna gift it to the foundation. What do you want me to do with it? So, well, you keep it until the auction's done, right? Well, we should talk about too, right? Because right yes, now, there's a- the auction yeah. is going on. The yeah. auction is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the- um, you guys can look it up. How many days? Are, how many days are left? Sixty-two awesome. days yeah. or sixty-one days? It was up days to like or- one hundred fifty thousand. Uh, yep, it's, yep, it's up to one hundred fifty thousand now. Your, your your ugly shirt there. That thing is. Um, I have it here in my office. Really, by the way. that one shirt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have the shirt. Uh, I have the shirt that uh, we made. So we put that up for auction. I think it's at twelve hundred or fifteen hundred bucks or something yeah. like that. Well, because Chris wore it, so yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah screen wore it. Yeah. Oh, and real, real quick. This is based on last last time. You were you were asking us, hey, what do you guys have that like you know? Because that's when you showed us the car and the sign. There was something. Oh no, that, that was a one-time thing, man. You can't all no. of a sudden. Uh, oh, oh, it's like, not me. Yeah. It's just that I, I gotta point it out because Kevin showed us. Last time, and he has the Back to the Future Part Three, the film. He actually has his um. The what? The the actual. The, oh, I own I own the film print of Part he has Three. The film print of Part Three. I don't have it with me. It's at a an archive that's it's been transferred. But yeah, wow. that's like my own, that's like my big that's my big thing. Oh, is it in there? There's the paper. Hey guys, is it in there? Top right. Oh, it says Bosch Town right there. Look at that. <laughs> you can't have an Easter egg inside of my Easter egg. Wow. I, listen, I didn't even know. I didn't know. Because if you look under there's other people. There's uh, Oh, yeah, there's Walzer. Joe Walzer. Walzer, Walzerville. Walzer Canyon. And Fife. Yeah. I think there's Fife something. Fife. Bramlett. Yeah, Fife City. Bramlett is the, is, the, yeah. is the guy who made the newspaper. Yeah, so. That's it. That's amazing. Look at that. That's cool. So I didn't mean to sneak onto your show, but I promise. Oh, that is wow. It was a surprise to me. I'll edit it out somehow. I'll, I'll blow it oh out. man! <laughs> oh no! All future episodes is gonna be God. <laughs> God. He's gonna put Morales Town. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're Santosville. Or yeah, anywhere. right? Yeah. <laughs> Check so the obituaries. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Put me there. That'll be funny. <laughs> yeah, but after, after a bad week, man, he just killed you off. That's terrible. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, there's that fan segment where it says yeah. back to the fans. How yep. many do you know how many submissions you guys received? Oh, because sure. you only use, I think, like about four or five. Oh, there were, there were hundreds. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we were gonna expand that. It, it, it's funny is that we did this thing, these fan bumpers, really kind of a you know, paying homage to these people and kind of showing people the fandom. And yeah, and I don't know, we 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 first we asked Discovery, he's like, Hey, can you post this? And they said no. So then we went in, and this is the community did this, right? So the community did for us. Um, which I have to yell at some guy too, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yell at this guy. His name's Paul. I just, I, I'm going to, I've been reporting him and yelling at him all. What's week. his last name? Megan? Um, here, I'll tell you right. No, his name's Paul. I'll call him out right now because I okay. want to smack him. <laughs> oh, no, dead, dead, dead serious. I want to smack the shit out of him. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, his, name, his name's Joseph. Joseph. Here, here's his name. That guy. Oh, he can't see. Oh, it's a, it's a glare. So I bright. I'll drop it. There drop you go. The... That guy. Joseph uh, Hilar Hilaris? Yeah. So he, oh, I don't know he, he ripped off all the shows and has them on the Google Drive and sharing with everybody. Which oh, what? what? Nah, yeah. man, that's not cool. No. He's like, hey, for everybody who hasn't seen it here, check out my Google Drive. That's so we're trying cool. to shut him down. That is he's... not cool, guys. Hey, yeah, no, that's not right. Yeah. Um, no, somebody I mean... tried to do that. Somebody tried to do that in my group and I deleted it and deleted it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and think about it. If you say you don't want to sign up for, you know, pay, you get seven days free. Right. So, like, why is even really? No, but he's doing that. He's doing that for the people in England who don't have Discovery Plus. Oh yet. wait, yeah, you, we mentioned that last week. That like, for everybody that, in England, here it is. We're like, ah, don't do that. It's just, it's not. It's it's really theft. But that's right. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to get too hard up on that horse. Um, I forgot. To, oh, yeah. So the fan sites, we uh, we yeah. were asking Discovery if they can promote it. It was, it was taking too long. So they asked us if we could do it. So we went out really to the fan pages and said, hey, everybody, we're doing this casting for mm -hmm. this kind of, kind of small project we're working on. Can you bring it in? And we got hundreds of submissions from people. Wow. Hundreds. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. It was fun to see. It, it was fun to watch uh, the one, the couple that actually built their own DeLorean. I mean, it was, I mean, it's just it's crazy to see how all the fans have... Uh, you know, done something with this uh, with this movie in their life. Mm -hmm. Even their wedding was themed. Their wedding was themed on Chapman of the Sea, and everybody dressed in period. Yeah, awesome. yeah, it was good to yeah. see. So that was yeah, fun yeah. part. Yeah. yeah um, so much. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, like, like for instance, like uh, Kevin, did you? I, I don't know if you submitted to that. I mean, I did. I submitted to that just for, but I didn't have a collection, so I knew. I'm like, nah. Like, I bet you the people they're gonna show had collections. I was like. Man, like those people I was like, holy crap. Like there's even a guy who does the covers for the comic. I'm like, yeah, yeah that that right there, that's that that's a that's a, a huge fan right there. Where like cause it's crazy how like they show them as little kids and like they tell that story where like, oh, you know, and then they grow up to be doing something that's a part of something they love watching as a kid, you know. And yeah. then it's like it's so crazy that this movie, 1985 to now and this longevity that is just mm -hmm. old near and dear man it's the holy grail of like it's timeless yeah exactly very timeless and that's what i'm saying i just want to congratulate congratulate you and your team for doing this for the fans like us and for the new generation because yeah. like i said i have nephews who are you know 11 12 well actually no they're like 13 14 they've seen it but it would be great for them to see this and share this part of yeah you get to see the backside of all this uh historic 
Uh, well, the good news is it, it's getting such good, such good press. People are really liking it. And at the end of the day, too, it really falls into what we try to do is, is, is kind of the fan service and also do something good, right? So mm-hmm. very few people in media, especially nowadays, right? You guys are doing this for, for love and for the love of the film, respect, and get it out there. And what I try to do... Um, and I have a lot, you know, I have a very powerful platform, right? But think about what we're doing. We're making people happy. We're making sure he doesn't kill himself after a bad week. And- <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> now I got to sit. I got to hold on to something else and see. Yeah, we got Freddie. Freddie's still alive because of the show. But the, the most important thing is that I think we're going to be able to change some people's lives. I mean, if we're going to be able to auction this stuff off, because mm-hmm. that really was the big thing, yes. right? Yeah. Basically. And it honestly was a big thing getting uh, getting not only Discovery Channel, but Michael J. Fox and all the other people involved and even Bob Gale. They're like, what are you doing? Like, because you got to know my background. I, I build a lot of stuff. I build a lot of cars. I've done a, I do a lot of automotive television. So, so when when I sat down with Discovery Channel, like, you're going to be able to build a time machine? I'm like, yeah, of course. Wow. <laughs> but then and able to auction it off. And we're only at one hundred fifty thousand now. So our hope is to get that above a million. So we're going to be pushing it a lot. Yeah. Um, and it just takes the right people that's going to go towards Parkinson's. And I'm not trying to get on a high horse, but you guys, when you can, when you have the ability to, to do this level of media, and then it mm-hmm. turns out the end result is Freddie's still alive. He smiled, got a smile on his face. Right. <laughs> and we can raise let's hope close to a million dollars for something that's near and dear to michael and parkinson research which affects yeah. a lot of people well, that's important i mean that's really doing something and yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it, that's important for me that's one thing no, that at the end uh seeing michael there i mean i got teary at, at the end to see him excited yeah. and for this foundation that's so important yeah and avenue now to to have him see this that we are as fans and and the new generation to also see what's going on with parkinson's for us to support that and this car means so much now for that and yeah. we're going to promote it here i mean we're definitely going to promote and keep you know and and that's that's one thing about this it's like it's informative it's educational it's history it's it's movie and and I mean, like I say, you put a big smile and I learned something and I want to keep supporting something for Michael J. Fox and, and, and a foundation like his. Yeah. Oh, I think- ready for $155,000, the next bid, put it on. Okay. A stimulus <laughs> I- check. I'm waiting for my stimulus check. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the, uh, the fact that it is that, that the whole premise is that the, there's a car that's going to be auctioned off. Like that's the whole plot of the, of the show. I think for the fans, it speaks to, because a lot of the things since 98, since Michael came out with, with diagnosis, that's everything. Like everything that fans do when, when we do events, when we do anything, it's raising money with the foundation. So there's been other, like I said, there's been other like documentaries and things on TV, but this is the only one that I can think of at least recently that the whole conceit was we're going to ultimately raise money from Michael. And I think that, that I think you won a lot of goodwill with the fans because we all that's what we all want to do too. We all want to raise money for Michael's foundation. Um, right now, there's one. Uh, one of my friends is doing a um, a virtual. Uh, the Fox Foundation is doing a virtual run, like a virtual marathon thing. And my friend, they they uh, started doing donations, and then they said that if they get to a certain amount, I think it was five hundred dollars, they would do a ten k in their entire Marty McFly costume. Uh, and and they did. They hit the five hundred dollars. And they're going to dress up like Marty and walk the 10K because, I don't know, it's just a, it's such an integral part of the fan community. So I think that you did you really did win a lot of goodwill with the fans. Yeah. 
I appreciate this. it. Like Santos did a virtual marathon this morning, right? Yeah, I, I ran. I went around the neighborhood and <laughs> it, was I it was a virtual one. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, yeah, it's virtual. You know, I pretend. You the were VR, asleep. You were asleep and that was virtual. <laughs> it's VR. You wear the VR and then people watch me run, but it's not really yeah, running. Yeah. It's all, it's all yeah, digital. You just run by you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, you know, we, we're, you know, my company and us, we're pretty known for building cars, but I think that we did, uh, I mean, I, we just built a car for Shaq last year, mm. right after Kobe died, we did some stuff for it. We built a car for veterans, probably 2000, probably about 10, 12, 13 years ago, we took it to Barrett Jackson. <clears throat> we did it in conjunction with CNN, but we took it to Barrett Jackson and the owner of uh, Remax uh, bought it for a million dollars and the money went to Fisher House and Fisher House is a was it was it is still is a, an amazing charity that you know helps people relocate after uh, debilitating injuries and stuff like that so Freddie you have a do you have a a, a veteran uh bracelet on is that what that is this no it's just yeah. a, this is just a party uh bracelet from uh, New Orleans <laughs> <laughs> I'm so full of it that's he's a veteran he's a veteran of Mardi Gras <laughs> exactly Oh, God. I was trying to give you a lot of credit there. Oh, man, I fucked that up. <laughs> I truly thought, hold on, I'll show you. I truly thought it was one of these. Wait, I'll show you. Just so you don't think I'm crazy. These are, these are uh, veteran or POW bracelets they give out, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. And I have yeah, yeah. I have a couple of them, so it's the oh, same wow. exact one. Look at that's, that. That's, okay. that's for a that's for a POW. Yeah, this one's um, got the and the hand amount has got a guy's name on it. That's oh, why wow. I thought that it was. Okay, wow. Well, yeah. But the, the Mardi Gras thing's just as important, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you a question no. about the yes. um uh, about the car that is being auctioned? And this is something some people um I guess in the community stuff they were talking about was um Chris brings out the, the the flux capacitor, which is screen use flux capacitor. Uh, and a lot of people are wondering where that one came from. Some people are saying it's the B car flux capacitor. There was just some confusion. And I think, and I don't know if you could clear that up a little just because people were wondering. Sure, I can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I believe it, I do have the original flux capacitor. It's actually in the car. Um, <clears throat> I believe it was the B car uh, flex capacitor that was used in the very first shot so behind the lines of state billboard where the car was stashed and he's when i hit my head i invented this the flex capacitor and that's the insert shot so that's where that that one came for it's the it's the one in the a car wasn't as sh wasn't shown as much as this one mm -hmm. um, and so when we were able to kind of uh you know joe walzer who's amazing mm -hmm. um he was help you know helped us involved and i was very when we kind of wrote that because we had to, we had to figure out like how does this get from dock and how do we get it in the car we can't say and then joe gave us this thing so yeah yeah, we, yeah. We kind of we kind of had to make up the story that you know the dock had it or that chris chris lloyd had it all along and we were able to put in the car but that is the screen used one from the from the b car okay yeah so it's a b car. that's cool oh yeah that people were just they knew that it was screen use they just didn't know which one it was no, yeah, I was told. Yeah, I was told it was the original one from the B car, the insert shot, and that one particular shot early, oh, nice. okay. early in the movie. Now, uh, like with Chris Lloyd, because they they would do a running gag about how he didn't keep anything uh, from the movies and all of that. But was there any point that was behind the scenes where he had mentioned that he did have some stuff? But because I know a few years ago there was this massive fire and 
his his house burned down so he lost like almost everything i remember he they did like an entertainment tonight they walked a lot so i'm wondering like if if he actually pointed out yeah you know i did have this i did have that but i lost it in the fire or it was just never once brought up no it was 100 percent brought up and that that became the gag right because what he had was that crappy shirt yeah that's all he had <laughs> yeah. and he had he has the original i've had it with me right he has the original shirt, right? Mm -hmm. But it was really kind of faded. Right. Um, so we got we got the rep. I didn't, and also I didn't want to be responsible for wrecking it while we we're on set running around. Yeah. And he was so mad at me. Like he just kept on like, you know, he's so nice that he thinks that if he asks you sixteen times, your answer is going to change. He's like, "What am I wearing today?" I'm like, you, you know, you're wearing that shirt. That's a gag. <laughs> this shirt, like, yeah, you're wearing that. And the next day is like, "What am I wearing today?" I'm like, Chris, you know the whole gag is you're wearing that shirt. Oh my it's a God. terrible shirt. It's a terrible <laughs> shirt. Like I've, I've, I've worn during events and then after we'll go out for drinks and stuff and people at bars have literally been like, what are you wearing? Like random strangers <laughs> would be like, are you a nurse? Are you wearing scrubs? Like it's a terrible shirt. Yeah. Oh, no, and that's, that's what the gag. So he literally only kept, he, I had it here. He brought it to set. We looked at it. It was like, oh, it's kind of old and faded. But that's the only thing he kept. That wow. was it. It was like, just. <laughs> Like all you, so that's why we just like, it's, you can't write the kind of stuff that we, mm -hmm. that happened to us, yeah. right? You're not going to write in. And then you know, Leah Thompson brings her, her prom dress. No, it just, I mean, it, you know, this whole thing was a collective, right? The, the, the fandom around the people we got and, and stuff like that was just, it was just fun. Josh fun. looked like he was truly geeking out, like yeah. where he wasn't acting, like the excitement you would oh, yeah. saw on screen look real it did not look fake whatsoever and that's hey, what i enjoyed like seeing like hey well we're getting here this guy's actually he's not like oh, i'm just gonna act these lines out no it's legit well guys he's us though i mean if he, he right, grew right. up he grew up and watching this movie and you know yes he's an amazing host he does the stuff with discovery channel and then all of a sudden he gets a, he gets kind of thrust into this project because i didn't have josh in this originally i got to give that credit to the network right when i pitched it, it was just chris and i in the room and okay. like we're going to go on this adventure this they're like yeah okay and thank god they're like we want to bring josh in we're like okay and then when i sat down with josh she's like dude if i get this i'll be the happy like he just had fun <laughs> like, oh yeah like, you get to sit in there with Christopher Lloyd and just yeah. ask him questions. And, you know, we had birthday. I mean, they are really good friends now. Oh, cool. And they just recently did a, uh, oh, I think it's coming out. Maybe I shouldn't say this. I'll just tell you. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if it's out or not. I should text him. But anyhow, um, I'll just say it this way. So Christopher Lloyd may or may not be a host or a guest, sorry, on Josh Gage Tonight on Discovery Channel talking about their friendship and this show. It's coming up pretty soon. If I think oh, they feel cool. Them. Yeah, yeah, because you really saw that good um, collaboration together. Like they were having, like you said, Josh is like us. So he, we were like seeing, being there through Josh's eyes and experiencing with all this with Christopher. I mean, it was just fun. I mean, that's what I'm saying. This is something that you can watch over and over again because there's other things that I, I was so into the story then mm -hmm. all this other stuff I want to check out too. And, and I was just, I was fascinated to see all these cars. I mean, I love the DeLorean. There's a, you know, that it's got so much history you know, yep. there's drugs, there's 80s. Also about the truck, that truck, uh, uh, Marty's oh, yeah. truck, mm -hmm. that it got stolen and mm -hmm. it was used to cross that drugs across yes. the border. Yeah, damn. I mean, <laughs> damn. And then they got, it was it was the father and son who got this, you know, yeah. and they, they totally just replicated the, 
And it was Denver Broncos color. It was orange and blue. Mm-hmm. Someone right. painted that truck. Yeah. Then someone got the truck from the movie. And yeah. Like, We're gonna paint this thing orange and blue because we <laughs> like Denver Broncos. Like, holy crap. And and Bud, that's what I loved about this was that that is that's a story that fans know. And I never thought that somebody would actually put it on a show or something. I thought that when I, when they showed the van, the the, the truck. And one of the shays says, oh, yeah, you know, we found it, whatever. I thought that was it. And then you guys went ahead and explained the drug deal, Mexico. Yeah. So I was like, this is great. Like, I never thought anybody like in mainstream television would want to tell that story. So <laughs> so like that's the sort of stuff that I really loved about this was that you you guys really went in deep with a lot of details that other it was a little risky. Know. I'll tell you, I was sitting in my office. I don't know. What it was. I was sitting in my office <clears throat> like two or three days before air. We were just mastering, mastering like the third or fourth episode. And I remember Patrick Shea sent me a copy of the police report from from the from the drug bust or whatever wow. whatever happened the theft of it. And then I had this weird thought: I was like, I don't know what the outcome of the case is. We better black that guy's name out just in case he tries to sue me and go, "Hey, I was acquitted of that." What are you oh, doing? Oh wow! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I don't know. So I like call my editor. I'm like, put a black bar over this guy's name because I don't want to hear some crap like, "Hey, yeah, I, yeah." You defame my name by saying I stole a truck. Well, your name was on the police report. How am I defaming you? You're going to be watching in Mexico. Mira, hey, la troca, ese del el transporte. Oh, está en la película de Back to the Future, the drugs. <laughs> by the way, yeah, Freddie, that's exactly went through my head. That The accent and everything went through oh, my head. Like, Of course. <laughs> and another thing, too, that you never really see, like you always get, obviously, the mention, John DeLorean. And then a little bit about the car, but you guys really went into detail about yeah. the story, the drug bust, like all of that. And it's like, you never really see that when you see stuff about Back to the Future. They'll give a little bit, but you guys went like deep. And that's what I like. Like you, you guys gave so much information. And even those in-betweens where it's Josh trying like, hey, I got some, you know, more fan behind the scenes. Here's mm-hmm. some, did you know? And that's like, it, this, like, I'm telling you, man, the way this show was done was it was well done like honestly truly like i i, I really enjoyed it. it was i like how you just included everything you didn't try to like hold back peanut brittle. Well, yes. the peanut, i was just gonna about to bring that out the peanut brittle it, oh yeah, yeah that was interesting brittle. because there's that one shot where michael j fox is kind of giving that one face like to his dad because he's eating mm-hmm. but it's because it was uh from a deleted scene earlier yeah the, right the scene right before it, yeah yeah, yeah, that his dad is being pushed by brittle from this, you know, those, hey, man, you're going to take a case, right? And his dad's not The gonna... way it was edited, you think that, like, yeah, he's, he, he thinks his dad eats, like, shit or something. Why is he eating so much sugar? He's like, no, he's disgusted because he, he's a pushover and he bought a whole box of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's was, it was really, that was really cool. Yeah. I'm a big, you know, obviously, I'm a big car fan, right? And one thing that I thought was... Uh, and in general, because when I talk to people, I usually yell at them about this. Nobody knew that John DeLorean was quitted. Nobody yeah. knew that he was set up by the FBI. Nobody I just, knew that. I yeah, just I saw, didn't know that. I just know. I just saw the documentary about it. What? There's a documentary of the whole DeLorean, because of course I'm a DeLorean yeah. fan. But so he wasn't acquitted on. It. Yeah, that was a, he that was acquitted. Yeah, he wasn't acquitted. Yeah, he was entrapment. Yeah, it was. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was he was 100 acquitted and he and he defended himself in court. But by then, I mean sure. I'm a huge fan because he did the GTO, he did the Firebird. He was, yeah. I mean, he was a wacko in general, but yeah. but he was an amazing designer. And yeah, he was doing anything he could to save his car company. Yeah. And he was set up by the drug guy. Yeah, that, the guy yeah. says, "Hey, I got a guy who's looking for money. I know he'll bite on this sting." Oh. And I mean, come on, I'm not saying it to be weird, but someone says, "Hey." Put in $2 million, you get $30 million, you'll save your company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He but didn't even know it was drugs. Like, 
Yeah, the general public, he never even touched the drugs. The general public thinks that he's this massive cocaine drug trafficker back well, from yeah, Colombia. Yeah, and his world came down. That's and he was one of also, the things. Yeah. No, sorry. That, that is one of the things that for Back Future fans and, and Replica, DeLorean owners and Replica owners, that's annoying is because you get other people coming in looking at the car. Uh, like my friends who have them, they go, oh, uh, did they, they, they stuff drugs in this car? Like everybody knows the story, but nobody knows the full story. And it's usually because of this, because they'll do stuff like this where they'll just tell half of it. But I love, yeah, right in the part in your show when they got to it, when you guys said, but he was acquitted. I was like, yes, yeah. thank you. Because nobody no, nobody out there knows that. They're always, they're always talking about it like he, that, like he went to jail or he was guilty of it. Well, yeah, but it's the same problem. We bitch about, sorry, sorry, Freddie. No, we bitch about media today, right? Especially mm -hmm. me, I bitch about media today, right? But it's also been around for a long time. The, the press will cover the story day and out when it's sexy, rich car guy, supermodel wife, he, right. he's getting taken down, he's a drug dealer. But the day he's acquitted, crickets, right? Yeah. And no one, no one publishes that. He's, yeah. I guarantee you the day he's acquitted, he's sitting on the courtroom, courtroom steps, looking like this, looking around for cameras, there's no cameras. Right. Like, yeah. wait a minute, I, just, I literally just beat the federal government, the FBI at their own game. I was acquitted and there's no cameras around because no one cares about that. Exactly. It's not. It's not. You know? <laughs> have you that, thought, have you seen, the, you probably have, you seen the movie uh, Framing John DeLorean? Yeah, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the recent ones that did a good job, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. the one I was talking about. I think his about. son looked very angry in that, though. Wasn't that the one his son was in? He was kind of pissed off. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He was just talking about, yeah, he was just, yeah. yeah. That's the one yeah. I was talking about that I saw. So Yeah, my, my first introduction to the whole John DeLorean thing and the bus was the People versus Larry Flint, that one scene where he's showing them the, 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 the drug bust and he has the tape. And I was just like, what is oh, this? Yeah. I was like, I don't understand. And then obviously this was like before I could go on the internet and look it up. And then once that I started researching, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, like what the hell? But I just never knew the acquittal part that that's, that's new to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, I only learned it from watching this. I was like, Oh, <laughs> it's good. To there, know. Was, there was a, um, a car, you know, they used to do DeLorean car shows every two years. I don't know if they still do them. I think they might've stopped, but the, uh, they would always invite John DeLorean and he wouldn't go. And then one year his daughter went, uh, Kath Kathleen or Catherine DeLorean. And apparently she went back and told her dad, she's like, there's these people who love you. There's these people who love your car and love oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. And he decided to go to the next year, or the next whatever they, and then he died before he was able to go. But, but yeah, he had no idea. I mean, he knew people still liked the car, but he didn't know that there was like this giant DeLorean fan base out there. Um, so that's, yeah. So there's always a, a tragic element to John DeLorean that, you know, he did so much. Uh, and and got the the short end of the stick. That's yeah, I just I'm I'm just glad that this is out. I mean I love the DeLorean. <laughs> you did a great job on this. It's so yeah. much fun to see that car because that's my dream car. I mean, I mean for it's just a beautiful. There's a lot of history behind that car. It's a cool car. Mm -hmm. It's an '80s car. There's just there's a movie tied to it. There's drugs tied to it. There's you know there's uh it's just I don't know it's it's a car that yeah. I grew up with as a kid and to see it in this I mean it was just so much fun for me to to watch seriously yeah now wow. before we lose you I we we have to because we put it out there to the fans the fans have asked us questions because they knew we were oh. you were coming back <laughs> so here are the are the fan questions that we rounded up Kevin's gonna ask them so hopefully right. you, get, you could answer all right so get ready, this Holmes. is the, so this is the main one yourself. this is the main one that I, a lot of people have been asked talking about and I've been, I've, since I work in production stuff, I've been trying to explain to people why it was this way, but I want you to say it in your own words because I don't think people get it. Um, the Universal Florida and the Oxnard car. Uh, that's not, it, it wasn't really Florida. And it wasn't really the Oxnard car. I, I get why, why go all the way to Florida when we can shoot it here. But if you want to explain it better, um, 
Wow, that's a that's a pretty deep story. I don't know how far we're gonna go into that one. So yeah, we we did we shot this in the middle of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And really, with, with Josh's schedule and and Chris's schedule, we kind of had a limit where we we're gonna go. So you're right, that definitely was not Orlando. And then um, if everybody wants to read, you guys can read into it. And there <clears throat> there is some really deep controversy based on this, and mm-hmm. I've read recently. So when we when I first started the project the Orlando car was at Universal and it was yes. on display. So we were there, right? And then right after, right, like a month after the pandemic, I was working with the head of theme, uh, the theme parks here in Los Angeles. And they're like, I said, hey, we're going to go there. And they're like, yeah, the car's not there. Yeah. We're like, what? What do you, and this is from Universal. Like, no, no, no. Four weeks ago, they said the car was there. And they're like, yeah, it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so what happened to the car? Yeah, we don't know. And so there was really vague information yes. coming out, out of Orlando, right? So I, I coupled with that kind of like weird stonewalling, which was going on in Orlando, which I'm not bagging on, I'm like, it doesn't really matter. Um, and then also we, we couldn't have that many trips because we we're already going to Boston, we we're mm-hmm. going to New York, we were, and then we went to Houston, we traveled all over. So cutting out uh, for financial reasons and flight reasons, everything, we cut out Orlando anyhow. And the fact that we were kind of getting, and you know, Universal was my partner on the show and mm-hmm. they did a lot of stuff. And so it's not like I'm going to call them out on anything like I just did. Technically. Um, <laughs> uh, but then I found out later that there's kind of a dispute allegedly with the owner and nobody really wanted to have that car. Cause I knew from the inside and I called them and said, it's like, I know that car is sitting in this warehouse. Yeah. And I told them where the warehouse was. And they said, we don't know what you're talking about, but the car's not here. We're like, okay. So something weird is going on there. I don't know what it is. We yeah. know they were, we know they were letting yeah. her, the Oxnard car is in Orlando someplace. Yeah. I did read recently that it was there was some kind of a dispute with the owner or it's getting restored or there was some kind of thing going on. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, we we ended up <clears throat> we had, you know, work around it. Yeah. And it worked to great. T- yeah. yeah to I, tell I think I think you guys did a great job. Yeah. I mean, all that was shot in LA. I mean, because yeah. and it was fine because it was easier on us production wise. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, it wasn't it really wasn't for me, it's always better to go. To Orlando yeah. and see it, but because the information and and the park was closed. First of all, they said they said the park is closed, and we said good. We don't want people around because we got two celebrities and one's mm-hmm. eighty-two. Years old. We don't need people. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I went to them, they're like, we we don't know where the car is. I'm like, so I would do my little back channel. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where the car is at. And they're like, no, you don't. Oh no, no, I know where the car is at. And they're like, yeah. no, it's not on display. No, I didn't say it was on display. It's in this warehouse. They're like. We don't know what you're talking about and the park is closed and we're like yeah okay something weird's going so that that's that's bigger than us and we didn't want to push yeah. it out there that's, yeah. it's, it's important to tell the story of the car yes. but because it wasn't our the car that we were looking for we told the story anyhow yes but yeah there was there was some there was some that, weird stuff going on with that wow. that's what i've been telling people because you know people especially delorean uh, replica and delorean fanatics are very picky but i've been saying this is a documentary but it also has dramatization and the facts that, like, I knew, also knew the, that people, because fans were talking about how the car that was there was gone and there was a replica in place. And we were all wondering why. So when you guys said that on the show, I said, that's a true fact. They, there was the Oxnard car was there and it's now been replaced. Um, and then and then it's actually an Oxnard car that's there. So, like, that's what I've been telling people. The facts of the documentary are true. You guys just had to do a little bit of Hollywood to get the story out there because you didn't have whatever, you know, because the car was missing and, you know, so, but yeah, I just wanted, 
that's what I've been telling people my explanation of why you guys shot it in LA, but I just wanted you to say it because because yeah, it's we had, just travel, well, we had so the short stories we had travel restrictions number one, and also there's a travel little restrictions. A little conflicting information coming out of out of uh, Universal Orlando that the car was there yeah. or it's not available or yeah. whatever, and and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It worked really well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next question. Is there more than one? I hope. No. Yeah. Are you gonna does. do it? Are you gonna do it, Santos? Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'll, I'll ask it because we. Um, oh. So Tom Wilson, Biff. Was there any communication with him? Was it something that he just wasn't available at the time? Or did you guys not have it written in a story? Like, no, you know what? We're just not going to include it. Like, because that's the one people have been asking, like, how, why wasn't he in it? You know? So it's just one of those. Yeah. uh, I'll just tell you, I don't care. Tom turned us down. I talked to him directly on the phone. Um, I had, I had Chris call him. Um, I I, I tried to appease him on one side or the other. Uh, We talked to his we had a couple ways in, one through a manager, one through a close friend of his. Um, and it's weird. And, and listen, I don't know his reasons, by the way, yeah. and I'm not going to bag on him for it. I mean, he does he does Back to the Future appearances, and he'll do cameos on Back to the Future. And when I talked to him, I said, hey, I'm doing this. I personally called him on the phone. I said, I'm doing this discovery thing. This is a thing for Michael. And he said, not a chance. Yeah. So. And sometimes he does this stuff and there are people that like Crispin Glover's the same way. Crispin Glover's just you know, no. silent, right? Doesn't want to talk to anybody. Oh, no. yeah. Crispin won't do anything with, with Bob. With yeah, Bob no, him and Bob, him and Bob think, are all. Yeah, yeah. I think with Tom, um, for years he didn't do, he did conventions back in 2001 and two, and that's when I first met him. And then he didn't do anything for a long time. And then he started doing them again, but I think he was only doing them with Chris or Michael, mm-hmm. like with the big people. And I, I've always understood that he didn't want anything to do with reunions where it was more than the main cast. So I think it was like, if it's anybody that's that's more than Michael and Chris and Leah, if there's like, you know, you have you have Don and you have uh, Harry and you have like, you know, uh, James Tolkien, I think Chris, uh, uh, Tom is like, eh, I don't really want to be part of that. So well, I had everybody. I'm not surprised. Not everybody yeah. but him. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, from what I understand, he doesn't like being part of the big group. He only wants to be part oh, okay. of the when it's like a few of them. So, so yeah, I wasn't surprised. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you guys tried because he is really trying. But yeah, no, he would have been. Listen, we 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 could have you know staged so many cool things with him, and he's such a great. By the way, what an amazing actor! What a great what a great oh. person. So I mean, I, it would have been he's amazing. the MVP. I, I think yeah. he's the MVP of the series. He's like the best actor in, in the trilogy. But but yeah, yeah. So um, we tried. The other question, what other question? Um, sorry. Oh, is there, somebody pointed out, somebody who, who had interviewed Bob Yo recently said that Bob said that he had been at Puente Hills when you guys were shooting uh, and then he had been interviewed or something. So people are wondering if there is, since he wasn't in that scene, if there's gonna be like a behind the scenes of this documentary or any sort of like deleted scenes or anything, any other alternate version that's gonna be released that we can look for, uh, look forward to seeing. Well, there's a lot to unwrap there. I think that was misinformation. So Bob was not there when we shot. I mean, it was oh, okay. 10 o'clock. It was three o'clock in the morning. We we okay. we rent. We had we had to put the Hills Mall from like, I don't know, whatever, seven o'clock, and then you know, uh, and then Santos and his entire crew showed up, and they were like around <laughs> the perimeter, <laughs> like they were taking paparazzi photos of us. But we had almost everybody else was there. But no, Josh was there. Chris was there. Mm-hmm. A couple the DeLorean, the bread truck and stuff like that. Cause the, the funny thing is, uh, and we didn't mean this to happen. This just happened, which freaked everybody out is we blocked the parking lot off the day before, or at least the mall did. Yeah. And then the bread truck, which we had constructed um, was supposed to show up like at 10 o'clock at night. 
And one of the guys who's a great mechanic who worked on the car and kind of built the ramp at the back of it, he lives close. So he literally just shows up at like three o'clock in the afternoon and drops the, drops the bread truck right in the spot where it's supposed to be and just leaves it. Oh, and wow, so now wow. there's this empty parking lot wow. with Doc Brown's truck there. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like hide oh. it off to the side or something. Empty parking lot. Doc oh my Brown's God. Right there like all day long. And I'm like, I was wow. there that afternoon. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I had stayed around for a few more hours, I would have seen it. That is crazy. What are you doing? That's crazy. Oh my Yo, god. Bob, Bob was not there. Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if they'll be behind the scenes. I mean, my hope is, you know, in in this thing, I I talked to Chris about it the other day, and I'm actually dealing with a couple other big franchises uh, trying to figure out this kind of fan this this kind of fan service kind mm-hmm. of show. I don't know if there's, I mean, I, I hope, I hope there's another kind of thing, what, what, what we can do, what kind of story we can tell. I mean, there's a bunch of, like I said, there's a bunch of other big shows that I'm working on that, that have the same kind of theme throughout. Um, yeah. This one was so much fun. And I yes. still think there's a lot more to unwrap. We just got to figure out a way in. And I right. think that you know, the, the trick is finding a way in that you guys would appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. Like, how, how do we do that? Because this one was, the DeLorean thing was the obvious one for me because I'm a car nut. Yeah. Um, and kind of figuring out where those are. Like, I want to go do Smokey and the Bandit too, and find yeah. out. All oh, that would be great. great. Another another thing with Back to the Future, like if you are thinking about something else to do with Back to the Future in terms of search of, is Marty's jacket, his denim jacket. Nobody knows where it is, where it came from, if it was custom made, if it was like. There's all these. So I don't know if that's something that would interest you guys. I know it's not cars, but like that's another big Back to the Future fan mystery is. A big argument is like also his vest. Like, what color is his vest? Is it orange? Is it red? There's a whole thing with the costumes that people <laughs> like to discuss. Don't you, I thought the shades. I couldn't remember. I thought the shades had his vest. Yeah, not the, not the, not the, the the denim jacket. I don't. I don't know what the shades have. I think it's um, it's not. I thought they where, had the denim jacket though. It's not where it is. It's it's more of a. There's a disagreement about whether or not guests made that jacket or if the if the custom customer got two jackets and melded them together. So there's some people ah. who said in the 80s, I used to own that jacket. And there's some people who say that jacket was never actually released in that fashion. There was other versions of it, but never Marty's version. So that, I don't know. That's just another dumb mystery that, that fans like to like obsess about. <laughs> um, do you think this is my personal question? Uh, do you think there'll be in the age of streaming, you think there'll be a physical release of your series that I can put on my bookshelf along with the Back to Future DVDs? That's a good question. I know they'll be they'll end up being a release probably on the Discovery Linear channel in the near future, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you, uh, maybe you know later in the year. Discovery Plus is the big format right now for us to push, and any streaming format is is we are pretty honored because they're pushing it so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope later on it'll be on the Linear channel. Um, yeah. And so here's a little tidbit for you, right? This is this will help you. Ready? Scary. So the. The timing, uh, they'll, there's, there's, uh, there's, I can tell you this for sure. Um, yeah, this is funny. So you asked about behind the scenes. So there is probably, not probably, three, yeah, there's three and a half, three and a half extra minutes of content on the linear show. So when Discovery Channel gets it, their clock is different than the, uh, than the streaming app, right? So the, the, stream, the streaming service is, thir- is 38 minutes. Yeah, Discovery Channel proper. When you watch it on TV, it'll be forty-one thirty. Oh, okay. And internationally, all these people that are screaming and and, and freaking out internationally, they, they get the big screen. They get forty-eight minutes. So the yeah. forty-eight minute version, which we we're finishing, we're finishing it right now. The forty-eight minute international version because they have wow. less commercial internationally. So they they literally have ten more minutes of content than what you guys watched. Oh wow! 10 wow. More <laughs> oh, That's interesting. Awesome. 
<laughs> so the idea is like, is there behind the scenes? I don't think there's anything left on the cutting room floor because literally I had, not me, I have a group of editors and some amazing guys who are doing it right now. Um, there's an extra 40 minutes worth of content. You have to think about that. The wow. 38 minute one you saw, now mm -hmm. you go to the international one, there's 48 extra minutes right. of content. That's that one has my name in the newspaper twice. <laughs> yes, there's a close-up of Wow, look at that It just goes like this for like yeah. yes. There it is, look at that Oh, there's white in too Wow, I can't wait to see the extra footage, man Right, yeah. All right so The international is out Yeah, the international version Yeah. Are we going to get it here, though, when it goes on the Discovery Channel Or is that only international? It'll be in an only international, yeah No, oh, okay. okay Yeah. Okay. They get, they, they're, they're screaming about it now but I know when it gets launched in, in Discovery International, they get 10 more minutes of content. And they're so gonna, yep. you guys, I'm sure you guys will find a way to bootleg that and send it back. So, yeah, someone, someone's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then one last question. I don't know if they happen to have tell you, but Bill and Patrick Shea, if they mention how much they happen to invest in all that back. Because I'm like, damn, like, I wonder how much like all oh, of this. Man. Yeah. But, well, I don't. I don't know, but I, I hope so. One of they have on record the most ever paid for a screen used DeLorean, mm -hmm. right? $525,000, I think, is, is the record, which I do absolutely hope to break um, yeah. with Michaels. And I need, I honestly, I need your help because I mean, I was, um, I was fighting with not fighting, I was pushing Discovery Channel pretty hard early on because obviously I understand the storyline. I'm yeah. so interested. We're into so I'm like, hey guys, let me get on the phone and tell you about this. Like, you know how bad this would be if we do this whole four-part series and all these celebrities and all this stuff building up to this amazing thing we're going to do for Michael, and then it goes on like in the in on on Facebook for fifty thousand dollars. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, in order to, in order to put a punctuation on on our mission, which we set up in the show, that car needs to go for a million dollars. We need to push it out there and tell everybody. You know, go to charitybuzz.com, bid on this talk to somebody and really you need a, a couple really good people, some really, and uh, some really good super fans, um, you know, some, but some phone bidders and, and, you know, those, those, those collectors are very coy. We don't yeah. probably, you know, they'll wait till last minute to hit that button. There'll be a couple yeah. of guys putting it up and let's see if we can raise a million dollars for Michael. I mean, honestly, Michael was, he was on, on a couple phone calls, right? A couple phone calls I had with him and his people. I'm like, they're like, what are you doing? They're like, I'm doing this back to the future thing. And Bob Gale's involved. And, you know, I, I you know, my, my shark tank, you, you never, by the way, I just want to let everybody, you never get to the level where you're, you're past pitching yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm just I'm pitching my ass off. And I got yeah. like three seconds to like lock before they just hang up on me. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to Michael's people like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got this, 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 this involved. And I'm going to build a car and I hope to win, raise a million dollars for the foundation. They like pause, like, what do we have to do? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> just show up and take the keys. I need Michael yeah. for, for an hour to show up and take the keys. And then we had a couple more meetings with them. And they're like, are you really going to give us the car? I'm like, yes, the car is yours. Right. Like, there's no catch. No, there's no catch. You're, you get the car. Like, I'm building the car. That's kind of our mission. And we're, and then, then they had no way to auction it. They're like, can we auction this? And so we got luckily connected with, um, my agent at Gersh ended up connecting us with Charity Buzz, talked to Charity Buzz. And this is super interesting because at the time, I have a really good connection with Barrett Jackson. I'm going there this weekend in, in Scottsdale. Um, but they also moved from Discovery Channel over to History Channel. So that, that connection wasn't going to work because it was a different channel. 
And we went with this charity buzz, which was all auction online and virtual auction. Now, keep in mind, this was back in February, right? Okay. So the thought of doing a virtual auction is is like, you know, Santos doing the virtual marathon. <laughs> yeah. <right>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But now it's like the coolest thing. You're like, now you got your virtually auction, you got phone bidders, and we're all of a sudden ahead of the game. So right. we, we kind of lucked out by having charity buzz and they're putting a big push behind it. Discovery Channel is doing a, a lot because they got it. I think they understood like, yeah, to put a punctuation on this whole mission is mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's get raise as much money as we can to give to Michael's foundation. Yeah. And then yeah. the work, that's all, it's all for a reason. We're up to $150,000. Hopefully we, I don't know if we're going to go bigger than that. Um, I, think, I, I think we will, obviously. Okay. Yeah. I think especially, especially with the, uh, with the screen use flux capacitor, I think that's a big deal. Um, I have one, I have one more question about the charity and you can, um, we can cut this out if you don't want to answer it, but somebody asked me to ask you if you would consider, uh, putting the the Twin Pines mall sign up for auction as well. Uh, because there (laughs) seems to be people who are interested in, in, in getting that one. Well, it's funny is that, uh, yeah, I have it. You guys saw it last time. I have it in my office. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and what's funny is that I was talking to, uh, I talked to the Shays and I, I had that built, um, it wasn't cheap. And I talked to the Shays. I'm like, hey, do you guys want to buy this from me? And they're like, no, no, we don't want to buy it from you. Just put it in the back of the bread truck. When I sent the bread truck back to them, I'm like, I'm not going to give you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's a big sign, by the way. When I saw yeah, yeah. it on, yeah, it's huge, man. So. Oh, it's massive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, massive- that big shot of the camera, I mean, that's how big it is. And I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? oh, yeah, it's absolutely huge. Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that sign, and but yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to put it up for auction. That's that's a great question. I'll talk. I'll talk to. I don't know. Let me talk to the charity people and see if it'll it'll yeah. work. It just sounded like there were some people who were interested in possibly bidding on something like that, and they they said, "Oh, can you ask them if they're going to do that?" But I know if I know it's also like if you want to keep it or if you want to sell it or whatever, that's also your business. So, um, but yeah. somebody has one. That, they rent smaller versions, but I know the mall rents one too. But that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. The mall one was built by Joe by Joe Walser. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, during the We're Going Back 2015 event, he built it um, for, it, it was his event. Uh, and then and then I think he just get left it at the mall. He left it for them. That's why I was like, why would they charge you? It's not theirs. Oh, they were going to charge like $4,500 like that to, to rent it. No, I'll, just, I'll, I'll get a sign <laughs> shop and have them build it. Yeah. yeah our, uh, our, our, our DeLorean's at uh, $150,000 so far. There's okay. 23, yeah, 23 days left. The mm-hmm. shirt, not that he knew. Yeah. Oh, here's the shirt. The shirt's at twelve seventy five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also, um, which is a very cool thing, at that um, tour of the Shays uh, place, which they only do private stuff, and they donate oh. all the money to Michael J. Fox. Okay. Tour yeah. Their place in yes. Worcester or wherever. No, they're in Hubbardson. Sorry. Yeah. Um, is amazing. That's another great thing about not the great thing about the show is that I've known about the Shays. I've heard about their collection. I've seen some of it. I'd never seen the inside of their house and now I want to go just to visit it because I, it's one of those like, Oh yeah, they have a bunch of stuff, but like literally the amount of stuff and the way that's set up yeah. is so impressive that I'm glad you guys showed us that because I didn't know <laughs> that it was that elaborate. So yeah, I've always oh, seen no. the garage, but I'd never seen the loft, which I thought was oh, really the cool. loft is amazing. It's got yeah, that yeah, clock, huge. clock wall and there'll be more of that in the international version. I know because we shot the clock wall. Wow. They got the motorcycles in there from, from part two. They, mm-hmm. they have so much crazy stuff in there. It's amazing. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. All right, look at that. We got yourself your song of the week. We came back. <laughs> mira, mira. Um, uh, I'm excited. No, but excited. I, 
But we had to bring back Song of the Week. Also, too, before I give you Song of the Week, ladies and gentlemen, right now, Freddie has a show. He has a show. He's back. He has his first show after all of this of, you know, the craziness of quarantine. When that happened, you know, he he did one show and then boom. We had the anniversary last week. We brought it up. But he's back. So tell us about this show, bro. Yeah, it's April 30th. And it's funny because I didn't know. I had no idea I was going to land on that day, but the promoter, one of the agencies I work with said, Hey, Freddie, I have a gig here. What? April 30th. And I was like, wow, it lands on my 50th birthday. Why not? <laughs> yeah. On a Friday the, night, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So the good thing about it is not indoors. It's outdoors. I had a place I've been there before. It's called the Hilltop and Tavern out in Apple Valley, California. So it's like, what? Uh, an hour away from here where I'm no two hours away from where I'm at with traffic. But, um, yeah, so tickets Bro, are now no, available. You shouldn't tell people how because I'm be like, fuck, I don't want to go. It's hey, people want to get out. Who they're you know what? That, yeah, take that advantage. Fucking so so people are like, hey, people are out out now. It's like if you, you could drive an hour and a half in traffic for Disneyland, you could go see Fred. Exactly. So, but yeah, um, it's a nice getaway, and uh, so they have also little. Um, well it's like a bed and breakfast type of place too so you can get a room there and uh you can party the night and then wake up in the morning have bed and breakfast or whatever and hang out but uh yeah april 30th devotional d depression would experience my first show for 2021 um so it's gonna be exciting to see my band i haven't seen them in it's been a the last time i saw them was in october and uh i did a live stream because that's all i did i did must have done like three live streams during the pandemic and uh, i guess that's not it wasn't the same but they were there and thanks to the fans who uh you know were there for me but uh, yeah april 30th hilltop and tavern devotional the depression would experience tickets are now available i think they're like uh, 25 dollars. i think yeah. so um and yeah, if you don't uh, know it's depeche mode all depeche mode and i'm telling you man uh the, the, you know not because i know the guy this is how i i knew the guy before what meaning what freddie was before i actually talked to him in person and became friends with them i was like look at that dude that looks like dave gahan on stage i remember being with my little brother right there telling him like man that guy knocks it we got it we got to talk to him we got to interview this guy <laughs> like what the hell like he sounds like dave gahan he looks like dave gahan like what the hell and it's like this guy's amazing and yeah when you go you're in for a treat man because this isn't like just some cover band doing song no this is tribute man because when you're when you're there you're 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 in for an experience hence the name the devote you know the depeche mode experience because you're in for a depeche experience you're gonna hear depeche mode you're gonna see basically depeche mode i'm telling you man you close your eyes and you you hear depeche man that's you clearly hear it man but even when you look at on stage and you see freddie you're like damn man that he's he's rocking he looks like dave gahan and they they they, he plays the hits man and that's that's that that's why if you can make it out you know people have been locked up people are so excited to get out use this opportunity come out come with us 88 miles per hour podcast is gonna be there because i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there you know supporting freddie man and come out come 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 watch it i you know you can't really say hi because we still got to keep that space so no right right no right. no hugging yeah no yeah, hugging, no, no hugging distancing, you know but just be happy that we're out it's open you know it's outdoors and uh let's just you know have a good time let's remember those who are also not here with us 
and and just move, live for them too as well because for me being back on stage means the world to me but also i want to remember those who are no longer with us and i keep going for them and that's how we sh should all you know move forward on during this pandemic you know i think we all learned from this pandemic you and i look we we're yeah. we were able to do a show doing live you know during the technology that we're using today and and look and now i can't wait to like when things get you know better we can actually be in a studio and, and see each other and, and and our show i think actually will be evolving too as well so and i thank all of you for uh listening to our our show we love this show and we're just two dudes who just you know like yeah, to just talk about revisiting our favorite we're not we're just you know we just love movies we love music and i appreciate your friendship bro seriously yeah it, it, you know it's it's awesome because it's like when i first started when i brought this show back um and you know get, jumping into the game of podcasting you know freddie came on i uh, i was just like i'm just gonna hit him up you know i haven't what's crazy is like I, I he was on brothers bear podcast years ago as a guest we had him on twice and i was just like you know what i'm just gonna hit him up like i had not talked to him in years like let me just see and from that moment he was like yeah man i'll come on and we did 101 like that's where we started yeah. we did 101 and I, I didn't want to do the show by myself because I always found it weird. And I was like, man, I'm going to have to have guests every single episode. So Freddie pointed out like, hey, man, like, you know, whenever you, if you want to do this again, man, let me know, man. Uh, I'll come on. And so I was like, all right, let me you know, what? I'm going to test this guy out. And I had him on for Scarface. And from that point forward, it changed the dynamic of the show because, you know, pretty much before the way the show was, it's like, you know, I had a certain format and with Freddie, when he came on, it, it pretty much brought out like, you know, La Raza in us, man. Cause Mexican American. Yeah, man. We, we added some flavor to the show. Yeah. I yeah say. The Chile. <laughs> the Chile to yeah. The spice. <laughs> you know, the cheeps. <laughs> the cheeps. Yeah, yeah you that's, know, that's the flavor. Where's the spice? Uh, yeah, it's about humor, you guys. We don't take ourselves seriously, you know. We no, we don't. Learn that, but you know, we're respectful and all that with everybody. But we're just like I said. I love this show, dude. If this show helped me with the pandemic seriously, because I got something to look forward to, and not only that, I got to really revisit these movies, and not only yeah. that, we're meeting these directors, bro. It's like it's yeah, cool that we it's get like to... having all these special guests, dude. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing what's been happening with with the pandemic and yeah we had to be very creative and and think out of the box but look we were able to uh create our 88 miles per hour and i thank all of you for downloading our show from everywhere from mexico to the uk from the, all the places man thank you very much yeah man if you're if you're listening to us uh, you know out of the country like thank you man you guys are amazing um it's just like, you know, honestly, this, the, we, we were talking Freddie and Song of the Week, but we just want to give thanks, man, because we're so happy. Yeah. Like, Freddie, Freddie made a good point because I used to be so, try to be professional and, you know, and I like, I just let loose with this guy. Like, I just have fun and it, it, it's hilarious because, uh, you know, I've been, I, I've been doing the Han Cholo character for years. But I always kept that separate from this because I'm like, no, I, this is about movies. I want to talk about movies and keep it all simple. Wes, with this guy, like, man, like, I, you know, I just start having fun and making jokes. Hey, hey Cholo's <laughs> like, hey, we like, we like movies too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you know, it's funny. You know, no. 
And that's what I'm saying. Look, I come from a structure of also radio. Oh, you got to sound like this. Oh, you got to. I'm so tired of it. I think now that I'm reaching my 50s. I'm, guys, by the way, I'm reaching my 50s next month. God, well, I'm still not there. So I'm celebrating still my last of my 49th. But I've learned so much about music and, and movies. And that's what I'm saying. It's, these podcasts are, should just be loose. You can say whatever you want, you know. And yeah, you, if, if you say explicit, you know, warn your audience so that we that's being professional. Hey, we're gonna say some f, so don't listen with the kids. <laughs> if the kids like the f's, well, then okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know that's another thing too. I, I this show was always Brothers Bear podcast was the R-rated show because we'd curse up a storm, and even when we were live, you know, we 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 would let it, you know. They're like, hey, don't curse. And we still would, you know. But with this one, I was always like, no, we got to make this rated G and, you know, got to keep it all good. And then we yeah, we're pretty much do, but we let it slip. Like, yeah, hey, but we're not, yeah, we're not like F's, F's a lot, you know. It's like, you're not gonna, hey, how many F's do you did like 500 F's in this episode, dude? That's yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> not this episode. Like, I mean, this show has been, has been fun. And I guess it's more so we're bringing all this up is because, you know, it's it, uh, the anniversary of when Freddie first premiered. Yeah. On on the show. Year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. why one, one year of being on the show, like well, just as, just as a favor being like, Hey, you want to come on? We could talk 101. And now he's like, he became the, the, an actual host. And I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I look at this guy, but yeah. then he's what's, what's the emotional goes on tour. He's gone. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, bro. <laughs> so no, no, know. no, no, no. Now I got to promote. So I have to play. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much for coming down. Hey, if you want more of Freddie Morales, you can go to 88 miles per hour. Ocho, ocho, ocho uh, mil. <laughs> are, are you, are you, are you, are you serious? Are you going to be like my brother where my little brother went before COVID because he's a stand up comic. And, oh. and he would go on stage, you know, he would kill, he would do great. And then when he leaves, like, all right, thanks, everybody. And he walk off. I'm like, why didn't, why didn't you tell him, hey, Brothers Bear Podcast, we do a live show every Monday. Why didn't you? He's like, oh, I forgot. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, it's a perfect opportunity. <laughs> all of the people laughing here at you could come on. So, like, you know, exactly. I was like, that'd be you badass. You, you know, I know it's it's separate. But if you have, if you're on stage and you're actually after your show, be like, hey, everybody, if you want to hear me 88 miles, that'd be badass. If you don't no, do it, that's okay. But no, because there's going to be 88 miles per hour listeners too going to the show too and seeing that part of that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's an extension. It's, a, I saw, it's I an saw extension to a connection. Yeah, there you go. And plus, our <laughs> show is very much about traveling back and you do Depeche, Depeche is, especially in the Definitely. 80s, come on. I mean, I know they, they got best the 90s, 2000s, no, but so it's like, yeah, and come out, celebrate his birthday, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so I, I, I you know, this episode is pretty long, but I, I'm going to yeah. end it real quick. Norwer, my, my song of the week is Norwer Girl by B-Movie. I love this song. This is such a club song. Like, I swear to God, whenever I hear this song, it reminds me of my early clubbing days because this song yeah. always played, especially if you went to like a goth industrial club, totally. the 80s room, this song yeah. was being played, I oh. swear. And I know right now in the news in Los Angeles, there's some shit going on with one of the clubs. Like, I've never been to that club. So okay, I don't know. It's um, a cloak and dagger. Oh, like, I've been there, dog. Oh, you've been there? Yeah, yeah. they're they're in some trouble right now. Yeah, for like we'll fucking... talk about it in the next episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Yeah, we're, crazy sh- sh- I will, I'll tell you some crazy stuff because I don't want to say the word ishi. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's wow, it's really if you're talking about cloak and dagger, bro. This is my first time going, wow, that's big news. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's been happening. So it's I like heard you know, about, I heard. I have a friend who's like, she's like telling me where, or she was posting on it. She's like saying that, like, I don't know why they're calling it a goth club. It's like it's not even a goth club. They don't even play goth music, blah blah blah, and this and that. So I was like, oh shit, like, so I don't know. But when you look up this place, I mean, I don't know. Like she's, who knows? It's it's all PR, bro. Puro boy shit. Yeah. So Puro, who knows? You know, whatever. But yeah, but the song. <laughs> it's a nowhere girl was released originally november 2nd of 1980 and then once again in 1982 yeah it's just a song it, yeah nowhere girl, nowhere girl. oh my god i love that song it's yeah so, it's very yeah. dancing you know yeah. so yeah oh my drink bitch <laughs> so yeah and then uh you know if you guys want to hear some uh some more I mentioned it earlier. Check uh, check me and my brothers out on Brothers Bear Podcast. We talk a lot of just uh you know we it's just like eighty eight miles per hour podcast, but we you know our our newest episode that's gonna post. We're just talking about memes, and we laugh you know and how how much we enjoy memes, and we actually give the story about how you know because my brother brings it up that we are actually a meme. Um, uh, me and my brother are memes and uh, you know he we're, we became a meme you know yeah. so we bring that up you know we try to talk entertainment news when, you know and stuff like that but we we we're very much about going back and you know so check out that episode we don't really do re- movie reviews what happened i got one thing i forgot to share with you bro i just what? got onto spotify this weekend I'm in band camp. No, <laughs> no, you're legit now, bro. By the way, no, no, band camp. Hey, man, I love band camp. It's, uh, I know they're all okay. listening. Like, hey, fuck they're Freddy, like, fuck, no, you, fuck Freddy, man. man. Hey, take your shit down, man. Don't even send me that money. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, what song is it? Is it like Angela Lady Visions? Take it down, cabrón. <laughs> I got your visions right here, dog. Right here, Holmes. That's right here. Nowhere, girl. <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, no, guy, dude. The last time I released, I mean, I know I'm, I shouldn't be talking, but I just want to share this. The last time I released a song was in 2006 in CD format, still. Yeah. And now I have this song. It's called "Visions Visions of the Future" by Gabriel Staniso, Argentinian producer. So it's out on Spotify. "Vision yeah. of the Future" Freddie Morales. It's on Spotify and Apple Music, so I love it. It's just like it's it. visions of the future. It's very, it's very um, it, it's like dark wave, bro. Like dark wave synth pop. Yeah, it's no, you know, more like synth pop, not dark wave synth pop. That song I wrote back in '91, bro. Fuck '91. How the hell? Wait, what? Because the lyrics, the lyrics really relate yeah. to now. Exactly. Well, the shit was still happening back then too. Yeah, it's never you gone know? away. God it's never damn. gone away. So imagine, I was like, "Hey, bro, hey, you saw Visions of the Future." <laughs> yeah, I did. Yes. Hey, I saw, hey, míralo, míralo. I wrote. I wrote that song because I haven't hey. seen Visions. I, what the fuck do I know? I'm 21 years old. I haven't yeah. seen Visions. Shit. It, I'm an experienced. Nostradamus, right here. <laughs> yeah, but now that I'm 50, of course, Visions of the Future. Yeah, I've seen a lot. Here's my song, man. <laughs> That's Check a, it out. It's a good song, bro. I Thank love you, it. Man. I posted Thank it you. out there. That's People just, were like, hey, this is it's it's bad. They did some shares. So yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, okay. that there you have it. So um we'll we'll jump back into the episode because this was our little cut out from the episode. So enjoy the rest of the show. All right, guys. Well, I listen, I really appreciate you guys. I love the Easter egg. That's the only thing that blows me away is the Easter egg. <laughs> the Easter egg. That's a, I'm not sure what the hell that is, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> all, the, all the names are different people. One of them is the prop master from Back to the Future. So all those names, all those town names are different people who the guy made him. 
Yeah, that, that's 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 an amazing little thing that you know. Again, it's part. It's testament to the community how tight you guys are. And how great well, so thank thank you for coming back for making. You know, you made that promise and you kept it. You returned. You were able to answer some fan questions. You gave us some behind the scenes stories. So we're so glad that you returned to you know on our show. And then also we're hoping that, you know, sometime maybe next year or a year from now, you come back with midnight munchies. We're still, we're yes. still hoping for that. Orale, you know? Holmes. <laughs> yeah, you know, some munchies. <laughs> hey, the, the best tacos at 2 a.m. Yeah, hey, so. I know. Epic Tacos, by the way. Epic Tacos is down here in the valley and they have the best tacos, a taco truck. It's hey, crazy. There you <laughs> go, man. Thank so yeah, so so that's uh, hopefully when you return, it's for that. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's great. You know, we all get together, we all hop into our DeLorean and we travel back to the future. <laughs>
This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.